Hey folks, it's Mark, your host on My Labor Radio. You can find us on multiple podcast platforms, and this show is now part of the laborradionetwork.org. You can discover more than just us by visiting their website. The Labor Radio Network will help you find your next new favorite union podcast or radio show. A simple network of folks from across the nation. Working people keep raising their voices more and more each day and demanding better treatment from their workplaces and their elected officials. As you know, these voices don't get heard very much on the corporate-controlled media. But the 21st century's labor movement has a new way to get its message out there. And working people don't rely on traditional media gatekeepers. It's now the internet, so you can turn off your TV to get the real news. So that gets us to that one-stop shop. Just visit laborradionetwork.org. On the main page, you'll see a grid of show logos. Just click one, and the description and links pop up right there. It's worth going to visit this ever-growing Voices of Labor resource. Join us at laborradionetwork.org. Voices Project, a podcast highlighting the real people who make up our union, the bakery, confectionery, tobacco workers, and grain millers. I'm Michelle Ellis, Director of Digital Media. I will bring the work of our union to you through monthly interviews with the BCTGM's hardworking leaders, organizers, and everyday members. This is the BCTGM Voices Project. The overwhelmingly Latina-led workforce at John Donaire Desserts in Santa Fe Springs, California, joined the movement now known as Strikes Giving when they hit the streets against unfair wages and work hours on November 3rd. Their company, which is owned under the multinational Rich Products, makes ice cream cakes for well-known businesses such as Baskin Robbins and Cold Stone Creamery. One of the leaders on their picket line, BCTGM Local 37 shop steward Julissa Marquez spoke to the BCTGM Voices Project about their top issues and how they affect the daily lives and families of her and her co-workers. As always, we encourage you to leave a solidarity message in the comments of these episodes and share, share, share their stories to continue building momentum for working families and help them reach a fair and equitable contract. With that, here are the details of the John Don airstrike. My name is Julissa Marquez. I work for Riches and John Donaire in Santa Fe Springs, California. I've been working with them for roughly about a year and a half. I will be a year and a half this December. And um, I'm a cake decorator for the second shift. What is second shift? What are the times of that? Our second shift begins anywhere between 1 to 2 p.m. to whenever it is that we finish the cake order, to be honest with you. There's been times where we've left at midnight. That that is a very long shift. For that shift, we do two orders for the most part. One is decorating, and the second one is mainly just packing the cake out. And then we split off for the second order 
and we open bread for the the lines in the morning and we help sanitation clean but um it, it is a very eventful shift would you just help us identify what the product that you make at the very beginning of my employment there i saw cheesecake i worked with the cheesecakes i know they have a mousse line they make like chocolate mousse cakes tiramisu cakes um they bake bread there but all of it is used in our cakes for the most part they are all ice cream cakes okay and then i understand that you distribute to like Baskin Robbins, Cold Stone Creamery. There's a display in my grocery store in the baked goods section where I can identify the labels that I saw when I Googled it. It's like John Donaire is not, um, you know, it's not your Kellogg or your Nabisco where the name is easily remembered. But when I saw a picture mm -hmm. of the packaging, I was like, oh, I buy those all the time. <laughs> they look very yeah. gourmet. Yes. I think that the, the stores, what they sell it as, it's not automatically Riches or John Donaire. They are called, I believe, Signature Select. That's right. Yeah, like there. still in my store is Safeway. So it'll say Safeway Select. Because okay. we do Safeway as well. Gotcha. So what are some of the main issues that have you guys out on strike? The first and the main one is unfair wages. We're only asking for a dollar an hour per year, and that would be the contract we want for three years. For me, the unfair pension, the pension is is not is not great. If they have any in place, we're we're fighting for it because I believe that all of these people that have been there for 10 plus years, I mean there's some that have been there 25 years and they don't have a pension in place. And to me, that's just unbelievable. And we also would like, we only get three sick days. And with the amount of hours and amount of days that we work in this company, we would really like to push for a few more because the the amount of times I have woken up from my sleep in a lot of pain from both of my arms and my legs, from fingertips to neck, from my lower buttocks to all the way down to my toes, I mean, it, it is unbearable sometimes and you have to go to work because guess what? I have kids and I had to use my sick days on them. So when it comes time for myself, I have to go into work and I, it, it is hard. It's hard. We deserve more sick days. We deserve um, more more time to, to be able to recover. Like, yeah. yes, you can stretch for five minutes before your shifts, but what about when I'm already sore and my hands are tired? Like, I, I feel like I should get to stretch then too, but it's like, go, go, go. So Nate mentioned that you guys have some overtime issues there because it comes up with no notice. Yes, I have been with the company for a year and I took it upon myself to come to the union office and pick up a contract and know what my rights are under that contract. And every time they would come to us and tell us, past our second shift, so we're well into six hours of our shift, seven hours into our shift, even as we finish the last cake that we're producing for the day, and they come and they tell us, go to X line, they need you there, they're short staff. We're like, per union contract, you have to tell us at least four hours into our shift. Once that time frame is up, we're not obligated to stay. 
And they're like, no, if you go home, it's half a point. And we have this point system where once you accumulate seven points, you're out the door. And so what do we do? Half of the time, we're just forced to continue working because we don't want to accumulate half a point for not working. We want to work, but we don't want to be forced to work vigorous amount of hours. You know, half of the time... We've stayed quiet, but like this past couple of months before the the new negotiations, I would tell them, you have to file a grievance. You have to complain. And there has to be a paper trail because unless we do that, they are going to continue getting away with it. I told them once in a meeting, you guys have been here for over a decade and don't know what a grievance form is. And that's about to change. And so I had them with me in my lunch bag every day. And I would tell them, my lunch bag is going to be an X spot for you to file that grievance. Once they tell you, and it's way well over four hours into your shift, and they tell you, you have to say, file that grievance. Why? Because that's enough. We shouldn't be stepped over like that. Mm -hmm. We have family. We have doctor's appointments. and, And, you know, the most saddening thing is I've had co-workers come to me and tell me I have cancer I have other underlying conditions and I have appointments to attend to and I already told them that my out time is 1 30 my appointment is at 2 30 but they won't allow me to leave until 4 30 so if I try to leave to go to my appointment they're gonna give me half a point that is inhumane how can you not allow someone to go to their you know, cancer evaluation or follow-up or any other underlying health conditions because there are countless of us that have them. I can't comprehend it. It It's just astonishing. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that you also have children. I do. I have two children, ages seven and three, uh, one of whom is disabled. And I know that he needs me at home. And I... I'm not rich. I do need to make an income to be able to give him the needs that he that he has. And I try to be there as much as I can. With me working the second shift and keeping me so late, it's just the very next day. It's hard to get up. And I have a thousand other things that I have to do. And I wake up every day and I I I get my stuff done with them because they deserve that time for me. And I come to work and I still get my job done and I give it a hundred percent, no matter how tired I am, because I know that's what I signed up for as I don't want my work to get in the way of my sons and my daughter's um, everyday life. I don't allow for my, my issues at home to get in the way when I get to work course sometimes emergencies happen it's inevitable but that's why we feel we deserve a few more sick days a few more points you said you've been working there a year and a half yes okay this is a question that I have because I also have small kids mine are uh, five and eight Mm -hmm. how did you navigate virtual school up to this day I still find it very upsetting that unfortunately because I was working my son was not able to do virtual school and he needs it. He regressed a lot because I was to the point where I told the teacher, I I can't stop working because I need to be able to pay the roof over my head. But I know my son can't go without an education. So 
send me paper packets, give me instructions. And whenever I am home on my time off away from work, I will make sure that it gets done and that he still gets his education. But no matter how hard I tried, I could not avoid my son regressing from what he had already learned before the pandemic. Every single one of us that worked in that company throughout the pandemic, we sacrificed some things for others in order to be able to continue working there. And it seems like they just don't get it or it doesn't matter. And, yeah. and that's disappointing. It's very disappointing. We're going back to the wage issue. I live mm -hmm. in the expensive area as well. You are, are you in LA County or? I am actually in Orange County. I live fairly close to Disneyland and it is expensive. expensive. Yeah, so Wait. Nate told me you guys make under $17 an hour. Yes. That is not sustainable where I live with kids. No. That for you with a family of four, and going through everything that you've gone through to just be that financially unappreciated, especially as a mom. And let's put aside, let's put aside this whole being is financially sustainable. That's already one point. The second point is we're working in this company 12, 16 hours a day. And these conveyors are running at about 38 cakes per minute. There's our decorating lines go, the most that I've seen them go up to that we've been able to actually handle is 13 cakes per minute. Um, of course, when we were understaffed, they were sort of lower the conveyors, but it was still relatively fast where anything that had that, could, that takes two people to do, one person would do it. Anything that, you know, that a man would do, like the packing and the depending if we were short staffed, us, the woman, we would step in and we would do it. And there is pay differentials in place, but because we weren't doing it for more than four hours, guess what? You didn't get that pay. So you missed out. You were doing a hard work. You were doing a hard job for 16, 8, 10 hours a day. But because you were doing something different every two to three hours, you wouldn't get that rate for packing or depending or stacking. You were just your flat rate, whatever you got hired on, this is what you're going to get paid. And that is why I strongly believe that I've been there for a year and a half and there is not a, a single line or a single department that I cannot work in. And they know that. And they, they know that myself, Anywhere you put me, I would give it 100%. It may take me some time to quite catch on and get everything done to get to have the, the flow that all of these people that have been there for 10 years have, but I would still get it done. And the job will still get done and it will still get done right. So if there are people like me who believe we've been doing such a hard work and giving it 100%, I know that there is a countless amount of us that are out on the picket line right now that feel the exact, exact same way. We have all learned very fast at a very fast pace and we all deserve to have that raise. Everybody has a reason, but we all have the same goal and it is to get a fair wage. 
Will you just explain some of the issues that you also have with your supervisor? He's actually our, I believe his title is a plant manager. Okay. Um, from negotiation time to now, what I what I learned from this man is that he takes his his education, his title, and his dictionary vocabulary, and he tries to intimidate those of us who maybe don't have a higher education. There are those of us that do, but he tries to twist our words and try to get us to understand why he is right and we are wrong. So for instance, we had this um, meeting one time before our shift, it was at, I believe, 11.30 a.m. And then we got there and he was explaining to us how the union wouldn't do this and the union wouldn't do that and how they tried to, to negotiate with a different vendor for medical benefits and how he was only willing to give us cents as a raise. And, and so I, I raised my hand and I asked them, I said, Angel, so what you're trying to tell me is that because you're trying, you're trying to save us $200 on our benefits. It's okay for you to only give us 50 cents of a raise. I'm like, that's still unacceptable. I'm still gonna have to take some of those 50 cents to go pay my copay to go see the doctor because my hands won't stop being numb. So you're trying to tell me that I should be okay with you giving me 55 cents plus a discount on my health insurance and it's okay I and he's like no 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 that's not what I mean so then what did you mean then I had another co-worker who asked them angel am I only worth 55 cents is all my hard work only for worth 55 cents to you and everybody can be there as a witness he said no you're worth the dollar so what's the problem why can't we get it you know I've heard co-workers say he's disrespectful and you know, he does avoid a lot of issues as well as other issues with our leads, with our supervisors, with our managers, with it's, it's their ongoing issues. And he acts like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. It's very unfortunate. This is still going on. Gaslight. Um, yeah. Let's talk about then how the strike is going. What's it like out there? Do you want to mention any organizations or politicians that you've seen? It's hard to remember faces because when I'm out there, I'm usually the one speaking um, through the megaphone and I'm um, getting everybody riled up so that we can continue fighting. We're holding off strong, but it's been a long week. And, you know, the company's doing little things to kind of intimidate us and I keep trying to tell my group, like, you guys, don't let that be an intimidation. Don't let that let you down. So we're going to continue fighting, and we're gonna, this is going to go as long as they allow it to. The neighbors, they have not been nothing but supportive. Awesome. Um, the, the little auto shops on sites, um, the people passing by, we, we tell them what we're here for. We ask them for some motivation, and, and we've gotten it. We've received it all. We've received... Um, uh, food from a few local. We received donations from Seas Candies, and we're all so grateful for it. it it's keeping us motivated. It, le it is letting us know that we are not alone, that we will not be alone, and therefore we have more leverage against the company to keep going. And okay. that is what's important. And they're out there right now. I haven't taken my turns out there, but I can't wait to go and, and see how they're all doing. We, we like to, we, I always, 
try to, hey, what do you guys want to eat? You know, it's a little hard because we shouldn't be spending. We aren't working. Yeah. We aren't making much. But it's just, to me, it's important to keep people motivated. It's important that they they have the same the same fight in them as I do. Yeah. The same the same level of of enthusiasm every day. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm not made of steel. I there are days when I get home and I wonder, am I doing the right thing? But I'm like, what am I even thinking? Why am I even doubting it? Yeah. We we're all doing the right thing we are all fighting for what is right for what we deserve we're not asking for anything out of the ordinary we're not being unbelievably um we're not trying to take an unbelievable amount um sky is the limit so anything we can get we will we will reach for good yeah well is there anything that you want to put out there for uh, other people to know as far as how they can help support you um we are located at 12805 Bush Place, Santa Fe Springs, California. Anybody who is more than willing to come by and give us kind words, a kind message, you know, a little honk here and there, it, it, everything, every single small thing like that it is, it means a lot to us. It means a lot to us. It helps us stay motivated every day. We're there 24 hours a day. Um, our second shift, our night shift, is when we're the most lonely. So anybody who's willing to come out, what as that as the sun comes down, we will greatly appreciate it. We would love to get to know people. We'd love to get those words of support. We're, we'll be there. We do have the hashtag now: rich products for workers. Hashtag rich products for workers. So post mm-hmm. social media about this. There's, I'll put some sound bites out there with the hashtag, anything that people can do to share your stories. I know that that's always helpful. Other than that, you did a great job. Thank you for updating us today. Thank you for having me. I'm more than willing to speak up. Uh, I am only one voice, but I guarantee you, if you guys come out and just listen to all of our individual stories, I'm not saying it's, it's a bad job. If there were a bad job, I wouldn't even be fighting. I would we were looking for a different job, but I, I like working for the company. I just feel we deserve more. And it's very honorable what you guys are doing. And I would thank your family as well for supporting you through this. I know that you, it's not been easy. You have responsibilities. All right. Poor thank husband. you. <laughs> <Poor> <laughs> <husband>. <laughs> he feels neglected, but I'm here. He knows I'm here and he knows where to find me. He's visited us a couple of times. So I'm thankful for him. Everything. Okay, good. If you wouldn't support me, I wouldn't be able to be out on the picket line like I have. So he he's my number one supporter. And I hope all of you watching and all of you that are to watch can come and support us as well because we need it. We need your motivation to keep motivated ourselves. Desde Texas a California, campesinos están luchando. Desde Texas a California. Campesinos están luchando, los rancheros a llore y llore, de huelga ya están bien pandos, el piquet sign, el piquet sign, lo llevo por todo el día, el piquet sign, el piquet sign, conmigo toda la vida. Ya tenemos más del año peleando con esta huelga, ya tenemos más del año peleando con esta huelga. Un ranchero ya murió 
y el otro y así su abuela el piguetzain, el piguetzain lo llevo por todo el día el piguetzain, el piguetzain conmigo toda la vida un primo que tengo yo andaba regando diches un primo que tengo yo andaba regando diches un día con pagarulo y otro con sanababiches el piguetzain, el piguetzain lo llevo por todo el día el piguetzain, el piguetzain conmigo toda la vida me dicen que soy muy necio gritón y alborota pueblos me dicen que soy muy necio gritón y alborota pueblos pero Juárez fue mi tío y Zapata fue mi suegro el piguetzain, el piguetzain lo llevo por todo el día el piguetzain, el piguetzain conmigo toda la vida y ahora ando organizando la raza en todos los files y ahora ando organizando la raza en todos los files y muchos siguen comiendo tortillas con puros chiles el piguetzain, el piguetzain lo llevo por todo el día el piguetzain, el piguetzain conmigo toda la vida hay muchos que no comprenden aunque uno les da consejos hay muchos que no comprenden, aunque uno les da consejos. La huelga es un bien para todos, pero unos se hacen pendejos. El piguetzain, el piguetzain, lo llevo por todo el día. El piguetzain, el piguetzain, conmigo toda la vida. El piguetzain, el piguetzain, lo llevo por todo el día. El piguetzain, el piguetzain. Conmigo toda la vida If you found this content valuable, please consider sharing it on your own social media pages and be sure to tag us. We are BCTGM on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more on the activities of the BCTGM, go to bctgm.org. <laughs>